that's insane. That's that's an even Joe, even you can understand. <laughs> you, sorry, that was so demeaning. You are unbelievable. <laughs> you are unbelievable. Even you can understand. Even your really, little brain. You and your stupid little pathetic brain. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Average Joe Football Show. I'm your host, Joe Fair. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of Aubrey Graham's okay. <laughs> favorite football podcast. I see what you That's did right. there. <laughs> Aubrey Graham. Joe, I'm joined once again, obviously, by my illustrious producer, Joe Tyson. Joe, why don't you tell them who Aubrey Graham is and why that's just, so funny? I just told you. I you right before we started, I told you exactly you who Aubrey Graham was. Okay, yeah. Well, I thought you were going to tell me that I didn't know who it was because I know who it is and I know his <laughs> name. Who's Aubrey Graham? Joe? Aubrey Graham is the is the Mr. October's very own himself. October's very own. Drake. Jackie, you know, yeah. <laughs> Jackie Chan. Jackie Chan. So, oh yeah. So no, it is Drizzy Drake. It is uh, you know your boy, the six man, uh, yeah, Toronto six man, six god, uh, um, Madonna man, Madonna, Madonna man. No, no, no. Never mind. Oh, he had a song, Madonna. Sorry, I was getting confused. I okay. thought he called himself Madonna for some oh, okay. reason. Well, that's fine. Um, the boy is what the, uh, also the uh, the Raptors call him. I think. Oh really? Uh, so Drake, if you're listening to this, um. I don't know. I don't, I don't really know what to say. I was one time at a Raptors game, and you were there as well. Uh, I don't know if you saw me. I was so, screaming and shirtless. So many people could could say that. No, so many people in the well, world he, could say I was at a Raptors game. And not you that were many there. in the grand scheme of things. Not that many. <laughs> Quite a you few. know how many people there are on this planet, Joe? Every single person who went to the finals last year, the year before. Sorry. Mm. So. Is that not your the, phone vibrating? Not the people. That's in, mine. Not the people in Oakland. because he, he wasn't invited there. In the grand, in the grand scheme of things, in the grand scheme of seven billion people, there's not that many people that can say they've been in the same building as Aubrey freaking Graham, Aubrey Drake Everyone, Graham. Do you know how many concerts he's had? How many sold out shows he's that played? doesn't count. A concert doesn't count. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, right. because you're no, no, because you're yeah, paying. You're right. paying to see him. But also, we he's were just around, there. We just there. happened to be at the same place at the same time. You're so full of it. You're full of it. You're just jealous you've never been in the same building as Drake. I have. I've been to a Drake concert. You have not. Like no. I said, that doesn't count. I wish I had been Even to a Drake concert. Even if you had, it doesn't count because you're paying to see him. So if any guys didn't know, me and... Uh, no, let me take that again. Yeah. Ugh. Loser. Ooh, let's start from the beginning. Are we retaking this? We action? have to retake the whole show. <laughs> the whole show. <laughs> uh, uh, you were saying? No, it's just, yeah, you're wrong. It, but it's okay. No, Some people can I, have the wrong you're, opinion. I'm not wrong. Uh, you know, before we get too far, uh, this is the average Joe football show. I always got to cut ourselves off here. Uh, if you're, this is the first time you're listening, that's awesome. Welcome to, to another episode. I mean, this is your first one, so it's not another one for you, but it's another one for us. Episode 42, Jackie Robinson addition uh, today on the pod. Uh, we talk football. Well, mostly I talk football. Joe, my producer, the illustrious uh, Joe Tyson, he doesn't talk a whole lot of football. He doesn't like football. Uh, he actually hates football. Yeah. But so. uh, I talk football and we'll get to that. We had this super duper. Wow, that was lame. A super <laughs> duper fun weekend of football, the championship weekend. We've got so much going on. Trade rumors. I'm talking uh, senior bowls happening now. I'm not going to talk that much about that, but I'm excited about it. Uh, but we're going to get into that. But yes, I do. I cannot stress enough how much I have been in the same building as Drizzy Drake, um, the six man, uh, yeah, the boy. Uh, you mm. look like you have something to tell me. I you're looking on your phone. No, it's just... Um... You know, today's actually a special day. It's actually a really important day. Like in history, I I, I think um really you know the, the inauguration happened a while ago, or a couple of weeks ago, days ago. Okay, we got a new president. Uh, we don't have anything new. But no, nothing's new here. <laughs> the United States of America has a brand new president, fresh off the grill. Okay, and I'm nervous um, for where this is going. I'm actually I don't know what you're doing. Speaking right of now. politics and presidential things, um, on this day in history, mm. on this day. In the year 1988, President Bill Clinton says, I want to say one thing to the American people. 
I did not have sexual relations with that woman, no Miss Lewinsky. No way. On this day in history. That's today? Yes, in 1988. Wow. Should we take a moment of silence? Yeah, maybe. That's what popped up on your phone? No, I just like looking up sometimes uh, on this day in history. It's a website. Oh, it just tells you what wow. happened on this day years ago. In 1531 today, um, Lisbon... Bill Clinton also said the same thing. <laughs> he said it again. No, um, Lisbon, Portugal had an earthquake and 30,000 people died. Whoa! Yeah. I feel like earthquakes don't kill that many people anymore. I know, but at 1531, what did they have back then? <laughs> Nothing. Well, I'm, I, don't, I don't get... Okay, earthquakes are scary. Never, yeah. never been around one. How does mm-hmm. it kill so many people? Does the ground open up and people fall in? Or <laughs> yeah, like, in the, like that one Bible story. <laughs> no, literally. Um, no, buildings collapsing. Yeah. It, it can cause... 30,000. That's insane. How big of an earthquake was this? <laughs> How do they even know? It was in 1531. Uh, they have records, Joe. You're yeah, so They don't ignorant. have cameras. Um, Lisbon hit by earthquake, but yeah. Okay. Also, 1482 on this day in history... The Pentateuch, Pentateuch, I forget. Pentatonics, I think. Yeah, that might be the one. The Jewish Bible is first printed as a book in Bologna, Bologna, Italy. It's about how you spell Bologna. Bolognese? Nope. Okay. <laughs> like the meat, I think. Bologna, yeah. I, I yeah. Isn't that a song? I, ba, ba, I Bologna, <laughs> I, Chicharroni, Oh, no, I won't ever do that how again. Crazy. <laughs> Just let me put this in perspective. So say, what was the year 1531 or whatever it was that this, this earthquake happened in Lisbon? Uh, let's Not put... that long after America was discovered in 1492. Okay, so I, I don't know time that well. But let's think about 1531. You're in the middle. Like, you're one, say you're one of the people that don't die. Or even you're one of the people that do die. The earthquake is happening. You're like, this is the craziest thing. Like, this is the this is the biggest thing that's ever happened in your life. Like, this is huge and little do you know hundreds of years from now uh the fact that uh bill clinton talked about not having sex with monica Lewinsky was going to be the most important <laughs> yeah. thing to happen on, yeah, that, day. on that day like, this is not even going to be the most important oh thing oh my to happen. goodness that's a little disrespectful honestly to the people of lisbon also in 1531 30,000 people. That's a lot of people. That is... That's the population be... of the world... I don't think people realize how different the population of the world was no, yeah, back sure. then till now. There was a virus Perhaps... that killed almost everybody yeah. at one point. So rather than... What would he have? 200,000? I don't know, man. Not that many. <laughs> I don't actually know. The, the the corona... Are you talking about coronavirus? The, cur- the current pandemic? It's not millions, is it? Uh, well, I think in the world it is millions. Yeah, right. I'm serious. Look it up. Hey, Siri, how many people have died from COVID-19? Okay. I found this on the web for how many people have died from COVID-19. Yeah, 2 million something. I told, uh, yeah, I figured 2 million. Uh, but, you know, I'm still not sure if it's real. Um, you <laughs> yeah, know. we're still not totally sure if it <laughs> We're going to get into that, obviously, um, on today's podcast. Um, <laughs> we're going to be a... I was thinking once uh, we get into the off season, we should start getting into philosophy, like Aristotle and Socrates and stuff. Yeah, Socrates, that was, like Pythagoras not, or stuff. Pythagoras, yeah. yeah. Uh, I was thinking that, and we can also just get into politics right away too. And we can, yeah, the stock market. Yeah, or something. I'm thinking that uh, politics wise, one of us should go, should just really get into the alt left, and one of us should get into alt right, and, yeah. and really just hash hammer, it out. At, hammer at each other. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Oh yeah. Just really say offensive things. Make sure both sides are offended. <laughs> yeah. That's so that's the not... and, and then when we get an, a ton of viewers from that, because we'll get backlash, obviously, because that's yeah, the goal. We'll get backlash. Uh, that's the reason why we said we. Uh, <laughs> that's the reason why you said that you love Cuba Gooding Jr. That one time. You um, said that. Yeah. So when we get all that, we're just we're just gonna turn into a football podcast again, and then people are like, <laughs> "What happened? Whoa! Wait! 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 We'll change the name There's for like, a little bit." The SWAT team is outside of the outside of our house <laughs> trying to arrest us uh, for hate speech. Cause that you be arrested happen. for hate speech in Canada? You can, I think. I don't know. That's what people tell me. What is hate speech? Is that <clears throat> is that in the Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms? I think so. Yeah, you're not allowed to. Uh, technically, uh, I don't think Canada is considered as much a free country as the. Uh, I don't think United States of America. Freedom of speech is not nearly as free as people actually believe. Well, or people in think the it United is. States, it's more than. But in Canada, hate speech is very much a thing. Like you can be jailed for speech, which 
you know, we're not going to get into that on today's episode, but also in Canada, if somebody breaks into your house mm -hmm. and you attack them, they can file a lawsuit against you. Okay. You That's cannot, they great. can, they, if you, in, <laughs> seriously, in Canada, think about this, our own country in Canada, if somebody breaks into your house and they, even if they're armed, if they don't mm -hmm. attack you and you go at them first, they absolutely, absolutely can file a lawsuit. Actually, I don't know. It might be if they're unarmed. I'm not 100% sure. Don't, don't like take that as Bible, but... <laughs> Don't take anything we say as gospel. What, <laughs> no, one hundred percent. I said Bible. That's embarrassing. That's super embarrassing. No, but yeah, our our country is great. Also, doesn't. Uh, never mind. I got more beef with my country, but we'll leave it for the for the next one. We'll leave it for the I hate Canada podcast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the next re the next startup that we're that we're doing. Uh, That's actually uh, that brings us to a huge announcement. We're moving actually to Texas. Mm. Yeah. Just like every other great podcast Canada. out there, we're moving to Texas. Is that where Joe Rogan? Joe Rogan moved. I thought uh, he was Tom a... Segura and his wife are moving to Texas. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I thought that um, Joe Rogan was in Montana. No, Texas. Oh, good. Could for be him. wrong. I think Austin. I think everybody's moving to Austin. Oh, dude, because just outside. Yeah, because Lucas Nelson song. Yeah, that song is fuego. Yeah, it is super good. If you guys, okay, no. Um, <laughs> We'll get to we'll get the song recommendations. Out, we're gonna shout out Lucas Nelson as if he doesn't have enough. Yeah, it's like well, we talked about Drake on the pod, like as if he oh, yeah. needs more. So if you guys have never heard of Drake, go look him up. He's got <laughs> pretty good. Um, he's got uh, a lot of good hits. He's yeah. one called The Motto. One's called Six Man. Six Man. Um, uh, he's got one called uh, God's Plan. <laughs> um, I'm talking. Uh, he's got one called. Uh, don't know if you heard it, but he's got one Six called... Upside Down. It's a nine now. It's a little <laughs> yeah. bit of a mouthy song. It's yeah. a lot of lot, lot of talk. <laughs> Definitely a mouthful. Mouthful. Um, it's great. Yeah. He's so got that just... one in high school. Oh, uh, Chit Chat Ting, Better Talk Nice. Yeah. He's got, got that one. song called Chit Chat Ting, Better Talk Nice. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, um, got that one song called Little My Bed and My Mama, I'm Sorry. Yeah, that one. Yeah, <laughs> that, that one's really good. It's um, a new segment where we, <laughs> we just name things, uh, but they're not right. But they're wrong. Before we get into football, and we really should at some point get into football. We're not. Uh, I do have one more thing I want to talk about, and I don't know why I want to talk about this, but I did. Uh, this weekend, Conor McGregor was fighting. I don't know if you are aware of that. And he got beat Yeah, he got hard. beat up Yeah. Uh, by uh, Dustin Poirier. I think it's Dustin Poirier. I'm not a huge UFC fan. I did stay up to watch it. I don't know why. You did? I did, yeah. Where? In uh just at my house um it was free by myself <sighs> oh you're one of those people okay dana white's gonna find me i know he's gonna find you I <laughs> dana knew white, it. if you're listening to this i paid for the pay-per-view okay? okay all right Get also it. if you're listening to this joel <laughs> can we bleep out his last name joel sure. is the one who sent me the stream so go to his house his address is you can't do that. That's his address. You can't do that. No, I, I, I want to cover myself. Okay, no, I have to edit now. But basically, I was watching uh, UFC and he got beat. Uh, and, and I don't know if you know Jake Paul. Jake Paul's the, the worst one. Which one? Well, they both suck. But <laughs> Jake gonna... Paul really wants to fight Conor McGregor. Yeah, he does. Yep. Uh, and Jake Paul had a reaction. And I never watched it with the sound on. I just saw him laughing. And it, he was apparently he, he asked Conor McGregor originally if he wanted to fight for like, what, tens of millions of dollars. And then when he saw that um, Conor McGregor got beat up by a UFC fighter, um, he was like, oh, just kidding. It's now a $10,000 fight because like, you're, I guess essentially Conor McGregor is not worth it now because he got knocked out by a UFC fighter. <laughs> I hate oh, Jake. Oh, no, and I'm a Christian, so I don't hate anybody, obviously. <laughs> yeah, anybody? Um, that, that guy sucks. That guy sucks. Jake Paul, I don't know how, like this guy gets so much confidence. And the main thing I want to get to um, I hope that they do fight one day. This is not the main thing they want to do. This is a side note. I hope that they do fight one day because I want Conor McGregor to punch him in the face hard. Yeah. Um, but I I just love Jake Paul because I, one video I saw of him, he was sitting on a beach and he had women in bikinis around him, obviously. And he's got like the chain and he's like tattooed up and he's got like the hairstyle and he looks like a like a rapper or something. Okay. Um, and there's a plane that flies by. It has Conor McGregor scared of Jake Paul or something like that. But it just blows my mind that Jake Paul 
is and I know he's a boxer now too, so that kind of makes him a little bit more badass because he can actually because he beat up Nate Robinson. Oh yeah. Uh, but I love that he acts like he is the coolest thing in the planet when he's famous for making videos where he's like, "What's going on, guys?" Oh, yeah. You know, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, I like, know. He's what you're not saying. cool. No, like he's the things not. that he's like the reason he has his money is not cool. No, he made bad jokes on Vine, oh, and yeah. he turned that into being unfunny on on. YouTube. YouTube, yeah, uh, and then he was just a kind of a little douche to his neighbors. He wrote off YouTube his well. brother for so long. Yeah, and it's like, and I'm not saying I'm cool. Okay, I'm not. That's not what I'm trying to say. But I don't act like I realize how lame a podcast really is. Yeah, you know? I know. I feel like I. And his older brother has one, impulsive. Yeah. Okay. We don't need to promote that. We've done enough promotion already. Oh yeah, I'll bleep it out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, let's talk. Let's talk. You know. Jake Paul, let's relax, man. There's a lot cooler, like, like Conor McGregor is a much cooler person than you. Yes, I would say because he literally beats people up for a living. Yes, and uh, he's pretty good. Well, he's not as good as he used to be. Obviously, he's been yeah. losing, but he's listen. He's uh, he's good at it, and he, you know, you uh, light mattresses on fire and throw them in pools. Is that so, what he does? Yeah, that's what he did. To his neighbors were pretty pissed at him because he did that. I think I don't know. I just see these on on. I just work here. I just work here. <laughs> Uh, and speaking of work here, working here, why don't we just jump? Why don't we jump into some football? What are your thoughts, Joe? Do we got news? We have we have a little bit of news this week. A little bit of news. We're gonna get into some news. We're gonna talk some championship football. We're gonna talk a Super Bowl matchup. That's right. I haven't even talked once so far about the fact that we have our Super Bowl matchup right now. Uh, I don't know what I'm doing with my hands. But it doesn't matter because nobody can see nobody it. Nobody can see it. That's what and I'm talking about. Matter. We might, you know, if we get to the end of the episode, but I'm feeling it's going to be long this time, so maybe we won't get to it. But I was going <laughs> to talk, uh, I was going to go back and look at my predictions uh, before the season of the awards uh, and then see how they stack up to what I think is going to happen now. Uh, spoiler alert, a lot of them are not good. Uh, but, uh, yeah, why don't we just, without further ado... Achoo, why don't we just jump straight in to some news? First up in the news, we have the Eagles finding a head coach. It looked like it was going to be Josh McDaniels. Who did they get? Uh, they got a little guy named Nick, <laughs> Nick Sirianni. A little guy? Uh, well, I don't know how tall he is, to be Nick honest. Nick Corleone. So what's Nick, this guy like? <laughs> Nick Sirianni. Uh, yeah, I to be honest, I don't know much about him. He was the offensive coordinator of the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles are in love with Frank Reich, who is the current... Don't I know what you're? Th- no, I knew where you're gonna go as soon as I said Frank Reich. That's <laughs> you stop it. Um, that's offensive. No, you gotta stop that. Sorry. Okay. Um, Frank Reich. Um, he was the former quarterbacks or sorry, offensive coordinator of the Philadelphia Eagles when they won uh, their Super Bowl. Got along really well with Carson Wentz, so they f- go out and they sign uh, his offensive coordinator as their new head coach, Nick Sirianni, 39 years old. Uh, not bad. Pretty young uh, head coach. Does this mean that Carson Wentz is staying? I don't know. Uh, I would be curious to know uh, what Eagles fans think about this. It would be nice if we had Joel on the podcast. Joel would, I'm sure that he he uh, uh, would not be on board with Carson Wentz coming back. But it definitely will be intriguing to see uh, if they brought him in to, to maybe get Carson Wentz back to what he was at before he got injured during that Super Bowl run. And if he is there uh, to to help bring back Carson Wentz to prominence, what do they do with Jalen Hurts? Because I don't think Jalen Hurts is a guy that can sit on the bench now. I think he played well enough to where he can he can be a starter. Even if, you know, I'm not going to say he's going to be uh, an elite quarterback this upcoming year, but I think he's deserved a shot to be a starter somewhere. So definitely a lot of intriguing uh, things. I'm going to see how many times I can say intriguing and interesting on this episode as well. Uh, but definitely a lot of interesting things happening uh, as far as the Eagles go. And speaking of more uh, head coaching news, uh, all of the head coaching vacancies are filled except for the Houston Texans. And the Texans fired Bill O'Brien back in week four already. Still have not uh, found an, a head coach. Obviously, they have a ton of drama going on with the Deshaun Watson situation. 
Uh, and with the Eric Bieniemy not bringing him in for an interview, but now they do bring him in for an interview. Uh, and now they actually interview Josh McCown, who is currently a quarterback on their roster right now. Uh, that's weird. That's the craziest thing I've I've heard as far as these these coaching interviews go. A guy who is signed on as a player got an interview for the head coaching job. A lot of people not happy about that. Josh McCown has zero coaching experience uh, in the NFL, uh, and he's a he's a white guy, and he's getting this interview. And then they weren't even going to give Eric Bieniemy, who a lot of people are unhappy, is not getting a job. They're not going to give him, uh, who is an African American fellow, they're not going to give him. Uh, the chance to get an interview. It's not a good look. I mean, come on, Texans. You gotta, you gotta be able to just to read the room a little bit to see what how that looks. Even if it's not a racist thing, and I, I don't want to get into it whether or not you think it's a racist thing that that Eric Bieniemy is not a head coach. Like I said, don't. That's not my not my place to say that. But it's not a good look. It's definitely not a good look. Uh, so just another thing to add to the list of stupid things that have happened to the Houston Texans in the past calendar year and going on from something stupid to something incredible Greg Olson the tight end for the Seattle Seahawks uh, formerly of the Carolina Panthers and Chicago Bears announces that he's calling it a career uh, after 14 seasons uh, in the NFL and I don't think people I didn't really realize how good of a career Greg Olson has actually had uh, in 14 seasons uh, he is fifth all time uh, in, in tight end receiving yards. That's that's not bad. Top five all time. Uh, he's, he was actually the first tight end in history to have three straight 1,000 yard seasons in the seasons uh, 2014 to 2016. Uh, he has called it a career, an incredible uh, career for Greg Olson. I know it didn't end the way that he wanted it to. Uh, he said in his statement he's disappointed he never got to win a Super Bowl uh, but still an incredible career, and he was kind of uh, the one of the key tight ends that that in the in the past ten years uh, were kind of that new age tight end. And and I know we 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 had guys like Tony Gonzalez, guys like that uh, that kind of changed the way that people looked at tight ends. But uh, Greg Olson was along with guys like Jimmy Graham, uh, guys like Travis Kelsey, uh, guys like that who who completely changed. Uh, what the modern tight end was and, and, and being a much bigger part of the passing game. Uh, and he, uh, I will obviously always think of his career uh, with the Panthers. That's where I think Greg will be the most remembered uh, and and deservedly so. Uh, his his career there with Cam Newton in, in Carolina was uh, a memorable one and they came just short of winning a Super Bowl, but he is joining Fox to be a an analyst this next upcoming year in the NFL. So cheers to a, a tremendous career for Greg Olson. You're now one of, I would say, top five, maybe top three most famous Olson in the world. Joe, thoughts? Two or three. Yeah. Second or third. Who's more famous, Mary-Kate or Ashley? Uh, Mary-Kate. Mary-Kate? Yeah. Okay. Uh they're Olsons, right? Yeah, the Olsen twins. Okay. Yeah. I yeah, just wanted to make sure because that would be an awkward thing. Uh, do you actually know the difference between them two, those two? <laughs> Please. Okay, yeah, you're right. That was a stupid question. Anyways, moving on to the next and final part of the news. This was a, a, a big piece of news that hit just before um, this weekend and, and the games hit, which we are going to get to after this. Um, Matthew Stafford and, and the Detroit Lions reportedly have come to an agreement that they will mutually part ways after this season. This came sort of as a surprise. I mean, in his exit press conference uh, this this last season, it did seem like uh, Matthew Stafford was kind of a guy that that seemed like he knew his time in Detroit was coming to an end. Uh, but it's always surprising when, when a quarterback as good as him uh, is potentially moving teams, especially uh, at 33 and with his contract not yet being up. Uh, to me, this is one of the the biggest names on the market, uh, and now that he's available, and and Adam Schefter is reporting that there are already teams that are calling. There are already teams that are very interested uh, in bringing in Matthew Stafford. I love Matthew Stafford. I've talked about that for years. I think that Matthew Stafford is incredibly underrated, uh, and it happens all the time in Detroit, a team that hasn't been good for very long. Um, you know, great players get hidden. 
there in Detroit. And Matthew Stafford, he's a guy that just throws for 4,000 yards every single season. Um, and I think uh, put on the right team, he can absolutely take a team uh, to the next level. You got to think about teams like San Francisco, uh, Indianapolis, uh, even New England. Uh, there's so many teams I think that could benefit uh, from Matthew Stafford. You're t- uh, Denver, the New York Jets, potentially Carolina Panthers, it, Washington football team. Any team with a quarterback need should absolutely look at Matthew Stafford, especially contending teams. The two teams to me that make the most sense, and I, I, I would be willing to bet a decent amount of money that he ends up on one of these teams, and that's the the San Francisco 49ers and the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, with the Colts, we saw what they did with Phillip Rivers last year. Uh, I think uh, you know bringing in a veteran guy, a guy who's already developed, a guy who who knows uh, how to play the quarterback position. I think this is a better version of what they had uh, in Phillip Rivers. Not to say that Matthew Stafford's career uh, has been better than Phillip Rivers, but where Matthew Stafford is at right now in his career is much better than where Phillip Rivers was at last year. I think if he goes to a team like Indianapolis or he goes to a team like San Francisco, they are absolutely Super Bowl contenders uh, going into next season. Uh, and obviously, San Francisco, San Francisco still has Jimmy G. Uh, there's been a ton of talk that they're ready to move on from him. A lot of reports that uh, that San Francisco is monitoring the Matthew Stafford situation, and they'll, they'll they'll be closely paying attention to that. So I would love to see him go to one of these teams. Uh, the QB market coming up in this offseason off is going to be insane. I mean, last season, I remember talking... Uh, Partly on the podcast, there seemed to be a ton of teams that were, that just had their quarterback situation kind of figured out. And it's crazy how in one season that has totally flipped. And now it seems like there's so many quarterback vacancies and there's going to be so many quarterbacks, I think, uh, both in the draft and in free agency that can fill those vacancies. It's going to be a wild offseason. Uh, I can't wait to see where Matthew Stafford ends up. I think he gets traded before the new league year starts, obviously not officially traded, but uh, you know they can agree to terms on a trade. Um, I think he will get traded before a guy like Deshaun Watson. If Deshaun Watson does get traded, um, yeah, so it'll be it'll be cool to see uh, Matthew Stafford get a shot to potentially uh, play for a Super Bowl contender. Moving on to what was a wild uh, championship weekend. I think I say that about every week, but every week's wild in a wild NFL. Uh, And this week was not different whatsoever. Uh, We had two uh, tremendous matchups. I mean, the games maybe didn't turn out as good as as some had hoped, I think. But the matchups were definitely incredible. I think we had the four best teams remaining in the NFL facing off uh, on championship weekend. And that doesn't always happen. It, sometimes it seems like, oh, maybe one of these teams doesn't totally deserve to be here. But I honestly felt going into this weekend that these four teams were the best teams and absolutely deserve to be in championship weekend. Uh, and we're going to talk about what happened, what went down here on championship weekend. And we are going to talk about the Super Bowl matchup eventually. And uh, We're not going to get too much into previewing the Super Bowl because we do have an episode between now and the Super Bowl because obviously there's that week break in between championship weekend and the Super Bowl. So we won't preview the Super Bowl. We'll, we'll get to talking about it a little bit, but we're going to spend this episode uh, talking about what happened on championship weekend. The first game that we had was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Green Bay Packers. Uh, and this was a fun game. At times it looked like uh, this might turn into a blowout. And at times it looked like this might be a shootout. Uh, and I think we got a little bit of both at times uh, here in this game. Two teams with incredible offenses, uh, incredible talent all across the board. Um, and this was a game where, in the beginning, Tom Brady, on that first drive uh, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, comes out firing on all cylinders. And I remember uh, Joel, my good buddy Joel, who we talk about all the time on this podcast, we're texting, we're always texting about uh, football so much that it makes my wife a little jealous I think, um, but we, we're texting, and I'm I'm telling Joel from the get-go when when Tom Brady's throwing these dimes, and they go down the field and score uh, right away, and and Leonard Fournette is running well. I'm I'm telling Joel, 
Tom Brady's been doing this for 20 freaking years. This is what this guy does. Uh, he he wins playoff games uh, and they get up to a, a lead. The, the the Green Bay Packers kind of uh, start off a little hot as well. But uh, just before the half, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are up 14 to 10. Um, and then with about 13 seconds left, I believe, at midfield on a fourth and three, I want to say fourth and three, uh, the Buccaneers have the ball. They're originally going to punt the ball away. Bruce Arians calls the punt team off the field, decides he's going to throw a pass, which I love, by the way, aggressiveness. That's going to be a huge theme in this week's episode, aggressiveness. Those who had it and those who didn't have it. And uh, everybody that knows Bruce Arians knows that he absolutely does have it. Uh, and that's what happened uh, here at the end of the half. With about 13 seconds left, Tom Brady takes a snap, fires deep to Scotty Miller, who burns Kevin King, who was just returning from injury, uh, and scores with one second remaining uh, on on a hail, essentially a hail mary. Uh, I don't know how as a Green Bay how, how the Green Bay Packers defense can allow that to happen. It's very rep- reminiscent of the the Jets letting. Uh, the Raiders score on the final play uh, a couple what weeks ago, maybe a couple months ago. Um, that's like the one thing you cannot do as a defender in a situation like that. There's one play firing to the end zone. You cannot let your guy get behind you. Uh, Scotty Miller did get behind him. He played a, a, a tremendous game. And at that point, at halftime, down 21 to 10, that was a devastating Way to end that half for Green Bay. And then just to add insult to injury, they start off the third quarter with the ball. Uh, Aaron Jones gets stripped of the ball for the second time by Tahir Whitehead. Sorry, not Tahir Whitehead, Jordan Whitehead. Tahir Whitehead was the linebacker for the for the Lions a few years ago. Jordan Whitehead forces a second fumble of Aaron Jones. This one's picked up by none other than Devin White. Uh, and then the, the Bucs go down the field, immediately score a touchdown. So it's 28 to 10. And all of a sudden you're thinking, oh boy, this is going to be exactly like week six when these teams played each other last. And it was, uh, you know, a, a even start, a good start for Green Bay. And then Tampa Bay just ran away with it. And down 28 to 10, things were bleak for the Green Bay Packers. Uh, Green Bay ended up battling back uh, to within five points. And to me, the, the biggest thing in this game for Green Bay, uh, the reason why they could not pull out the victory uh, was missed opportunities. They just missed opportunities and, and aggressiveness just wasn't there. Uh, in the second half, Tom Brady, like I said, in the first half, Tom Brady played amazing. Everybody was singing his praises. He played a, a tremendous first half. Uh, in the second half, however, however, it was a bizarre Tom Brady second half. He threw three uh, interceptions in that second half uh, in to watch the Green Bay Packers scored only six points off of those. So that was one missed opportunity. Only getting six points uh, off of three turnovers. Uh, and Tom Brady's not a guy that, that turns the ball over a lot. Uh, two of those drives after those interceptions were three and outs. So that's awful and then at the end of the game uh like we said green bay brought it to within five tampa bay goes up uh and 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 kicks a field goal so now it's back to eight uh aaron Rodgers had what seems like one last drive to drive down the field and tie it up uh they're they're in scoring position fourth and goal at the eight yard line with two minutes and nine seconds left and matt lafleur decides to kick a field goal understanding that he has three timeouts and he has the two-minute warning to play in his favor. So essentially four timeouts. But still, when when that happened, I texted Joel and I said, that's game. That feels like game, I think is exactly what I said. Uh, that was such a lack of aggressiveness by Matt LaFleur, uh, a lack of trust in Aaron Rodgers, the MVP uh, of the 2020 NFL season. I, I don't understand how you don't at least attempt to go for it there. Even if you don't make it, the, the Buccaneers are now backed up in their own end uh, and you like you have those four timeouts, but now you kick a field goal um, and you're only down eight. You had a chance to tie it. I understand if you were down by 10 and you needed a field goal now and then you needed an onside kick uh, to, to, to tie it up, but you're down eight. You score a touchdown, two-point conversion. It's tied up. This game's going to overtime. 
but you now you give Tom Brady the ball back. Tom Brady, the guy that's done this a couple times, uh, you give him the ball back with two minutes left, and you say, we're just going to hope to God that Tom Brady doesn't run these two minutes off. And that's exactly what he does. Buccaneers win 31-26, to and, and I mean... Packers fans are going to be kicking themselves, and and Packers coaches, Packers players, are going to be kicking themselves uh, for the way that this game ended, uh, and the and all the missed opportunities. This is uh, another missed opportunity for Aaron Rodgers. He he will not make it to his second Super Bowl, but Tom Brady uh, going to his tenth Super Bowl. Uh, I know everybody's singing Tom Brady's praises right now, uh, and I'm going to do the same as a as a guy who has hated Tom Brady's guts for almost his whole life, uh, I've learned to, as I've gotten older, to to respect Tom Brady. Uh, and not just even because he's in Tampa Bay. I remember his, his last couple of years there in New England, I, I was kind of turning on him and realizing, okay, this is something special that we're witnessing. And I feel genuinely bad for people uh, that still make a hobby out of hating or trying to discredit Tom Brady because it must be exhausting. I see people uh, on Twitter saying, Tom Brady's the luckiest quarterback ever. He just gets so lucky every time his defense bails him out. He's so lucky. If you want to genuinely tell me that he's lucky to get to 10 Super Bowls in a 20-plus year career and win six of them and potentially have a, a chance to win a seventh, sure. He's lucky. I, I There's no way luck plays into that. And yes, uh, he was helped out a lot by his defense in this game and by mistakes by Green Bay. But if you think for a second Tampa Bay is in the spot where they are right now to, to go to the Super Bowl without Tom Brady, you're crazy. Bruce Arians himself said the reason that they got to this, the reason that they believed they could get to this point was because of one man, and that was Tom Brady. Uh, and it just a, a tremendous amount of respect goes to Tom Brady. What he's been able to do over this career is insane. He's had literally, you could, you could chop his career up into three parts and he'd be a Hall of Famer in all three parts of it. And it, 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 it's tremendous. In, in 20 plus years, he's made it to 10 Super Bowls. Uh, he's got twice as many playoff wins as the next closest guy. Um, and, and this is just what he does. He's just a winner. You can... You can talk about him, you know, being the greatest athlete of all time or whatever. But uh, when it comes to wins, nobody compares to Tom Brady. Uh, he, he, like I said, he's been doing this for twenty freaking years, uh, and who knows how long, much longer he has. He literally played one of his best seasons ever at the age of forty-three. So tremendous credit goes to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and to Tom Brady, um, who now has. The exact same amount of NFC championships as Drew Brees uh, and Aaron Rodgers. So a little salt in that wound right there. And then moving on to the second of the championship games. Joe, this was the games between the game between. I want to get you involved a little bit. The Chiefs. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I'm listening. The Saints. Ooh. No, hold on. They were out last time ready. Yeah. Um They're in the different conference too doesn't matter what conference they're in. <laughs> it's all just a game, right? <laughs> it's all just stupid anyways. Yeah, it's just a dumb yeah. sport. Um, you know, mm, I honestly couldn't even tell you. So many teams. Really? Who the Chiefs are playing? They're one of Joel's teams. Oh, the uh, Browns. No. The Bengals. Oh, my goodness. The Bears, the Bears, the no. Bears. I'm kidding. <laughs> you said every B team yeah. except for the one that it is. It starts with a B. Browns. No. Oh, <laughs> please get it right this time. The, no, no, no. Not the Bengals? No. No, no, no. Sorry, sorry. I said that already. This is insane. I didn't even know there was this many teams that started with B. Oh, my goodness. I'm really drawing a blank here. Uh, oh. Give me what it starts with. <laughs> with a B. I know. With a Two Bs. The the city starts with a B and the, and the, and the, the mascot is a B as well. Or like the the logo is a bee or the the the, the animal, Joe. Their colors are red, white, and blue. Mostly oh, blue. My goodness. Josh Allen plays for them. I know that doesn't help you at all. The Bills. The Bills. I'm sorry. 
Please. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I did that. If I would have known that that's where that was going, I wouldn't have asked you. I'm sorry I put you in that situation. It's fine. Oh my goodness. Yes, the uh, the Bills or the Bengals or the Bears or the Browns or the Wow, that was a lot of B teams. That was insane. Uh, they played the Chiefs. They fell short of the Kansas City Chiefs. 38 to 24 win for the Kansas City Chiefs. This was a game that started off like a lot of Chiefs games and a lot of Chiefs playoff games start. The Bills come out hot. They're up nine to nothing uh, early on. And it's funny how I'm sure everybody in America with a nine nothing lead uh, didn't feel any different about the Kansas City Chiefs because a nine nothing lead is essentially nothing against the greatest offense we might have ever we may have ever seen uh, in the history of the NFL. In the blink of an eye, uh, the Chiefs go on to score 21 unanswered points. Uh, and then Kansas City, you know, Buffalo was still competitive at, at points, you know, not giving up, not laying down. But Kansas City, after that 21 unanswered, essentially ran away uh, with this game. Um, credit to the Kansas City Chiefs defense, uh, who, who played well against an extremely talented Buffalo Bills team uh, and Buffalo Bills offense. And, you know, Buffalo's... Offense has not been quite the same during these playoffs as they were during the, the postseason. Uh, so, you know, make make of that what you will. Uh, but you could also say they've played some good defenses. But Kansas City's defense was not supposed to be good. Uh, but they held Stephon Diggs uh, to four receptions for 28 yards going into the fourth quarter. And that's unheard of this year with Stephon Diggs. He was unstoppable. Him and Josh Allen together. Uh, so that was incredible. And then getting five sacks on Josh Allen, I would say the hardest quarterback in the NFL uh, to sack. I mean, he is like a literal Buffalo back there. He's in so hard to sack. Uh, and it seems like every time they sack him, and this is a Josh Allen thing, I think. Josh Allen, for as amazing as he is, and he is a tremendous quarterback, what he has done this year, uh, and what the Bills did this year, before we get go on any further, because uh, we're going to talk a lot of Chiefs. The Bills should be very proud of what they accomplished this year, uh, where they got to after uh, decades of misery to make it to the AFC Championship game. Uh, tremendous season. Josh Allen was amazing, an MVP candidate. But the thing about Josh Allen is he doesn't take sacks very often, but when he does, it always seems like it's for a loss of 23 yards. Like it's just an incredible brutal sack and on those five sacks he lost a combined 53 yards that's over half the field that he lost uh on those sacks and this was another game where the the losing team's coach lack of aggression i think played a factor uh in them in them eventually being defeated uh and you can you can say you know the bills never really had much of a chance in this game and i Without offend, tr offending or trying to offend the Bills, I would I would say that's kind of true. I mean, and that's not a knock on the Bills. I think Kansas City is just at another level, uh, uh, so much higher than any other AFC team. Uh, but Sean McDermott, uh, he he had made some weak decisions in this game. I mean, he kicked a field goal with a ball on the Kansas City two yard line on fourth down. Uh, they were down 21 to 9 at that point. He kicks a field goal. Uh, that was weak, I thought. And then from the eight yard line, uh, 24 to 12 was the score. So another 12 point deficit. Um, he he kicks another field goal in the third quarter. I mean, you I don't know if anybody told him who the Kansas City Chiefs are. You're not gonna beat this team making field goals. You have to, in order to beat the Chiefs, you one have to have a perfect game. And it looked like it might turn out to, to be a perfect game uh, for the Bills early when when they they scored the first points, they got a field goal, and then Nicole Hardman fumbled the punt, uh, and then they got the ball, immediately scored a touchdown. It was like, okay, the Bills might pull this off. Uh, but they were not perfect. You got to play perfect, and then you, you got to be a little lucky, I think, to beat this Kansas City team's team, and you have to be aggressive. And there was no aggression by Sean McDermott. I thought Sean McDermott... Uh, was was coaching scared and as good as a coach as he's been potential coach of the year uh, that was weak uh, but as, as far as Kansas City goes uh, like I said I think this team is just at another level I think people were underestimating them somehow uh, they remind me so much of the peak Golden State Warriors and I might have talked about this on the podcast already but when the Golden State Warriors were at their peak and I mean 
I'm thinking of even before Kevin Durant joined the Warriors, uh, when they were first coming onto the scene, and they just seemed unstoppable. They were doing things that the uh, the NBA has never seen before, hitting all these threes, and teams were like, how do we stop these guys? That's what the Chiefs feel like to me. Uh, they just have weapons everywhere. I mean, Nicole Hardman had the fumble, uh, just was devastated by it, and they say, okay, we're going to get Nicole Hardman involved, and he's going to score and be a huge part of this next drive, and he was. He had a 50-yard run and then they capped it off with a with a touchdown pass just because they decided yep we're going to focus on him this drive and they couldn't be stopped even my my own wife noticed how dominant this Kansas City Chiefs offense was she she was saying things like do the buffalo bills even want to stop this offense <laughs> because it it looked like that at times this, this Kansas City team is just so fast so dominant um and that's the reason that they're back in another Super Bowl. They're trying to be the first team since the 2003-2004 Patriots, uh, who featured a little guy named Tom Brady uh, on their team, to win back-to-back Super Bowls. And in a little crazy, insane stat, Patrick Mahomes will play in his second Super Bowl uh, before losing an NFL game by double digits. That's insane. That's that's an even Joe. Even you can understand. <laughs> you, sorry, that was so demeaning. You are unbelievable. <laughs> you are unbelievable. Even you can understand. Even your really little brain. You and your stupid little pathetic brain can understand. Can this. understand how insane that is. Isn't of that isn't that insane? He hasn't lost a game by double digits since since college. Wow. And he's playing in his second Super Bowl. That's that's insane. I mean. We can talk about, like I said, Tom Brady, the greatest to ever do it. I think he's the GOAT. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is the greatest quarterback I've ever seen. And, and that's not taking anything. I still am saying Tom Brady is the greatest NFL player of all time because of what he's done over 20 years. But I've never, ever seen somebody play the quarterback position as well as Patrick Mahomes has played it. Uh, and it's that's why it's so exciting to have... The young goat versus the old goat. It's going to be so... It's almost a passing of the torch, but you better believe Tom Brady's not ready to give that torch to Patrick Mahomes. And I think uh, we're going to talk so much about this Super Bowl matchup, but I'm I'm just stoked to watch this Super Bowl matchup between these, these two teams, these two incredible quarterbacks, uh, the greatest player of all time, and, the, and a guy who's played the quarterback position better than anybody I've ever seen uh, and obviously Patrick Mahomes has to do things over a career to uh, over a long period of time to 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 get to that point where he's the greatest of all time like where Tom Brady is at right now but just talent wise uh, and playing the position I've never ever seen somebody single-handedly dominate the quarterback position like Patrick Mahomes and that's why this matchup is going to be so incredible. Uh, and like I said, we're going to talk all about the Super Bowl on next week's Super Bowl extravaganza. That's right. It's a party. Wow. Joe. Super Bowl extravaganza I next week. I can't wait. Who knows? We might have guests on. We might have uh, a musical guest. There might be a halftime show. It's going to be an extravaganza. <laughs> I'm going to bring out I a can't little believe a it. party platter. We're going to order pizza. It's going to be a party, man. Super Bowl extravaganza. <gasps> And you're playing chess. I thought you messed up the recording again. Sorry, I thought I had checkmate, but I didn't. Oh, uh, he didn't oh, checkmate. Joe no. plays a lot of chess. He now. went to. He went to. Speaking of chess, though. Speaking of chess, why don't we just quickly wrap things up with, with what we were talking about at the beginning? And I'm just gonna go through. I'm gonna do all your picks. <laughs> all my picks through every single week of the season. Nice. See how I did. Yeah. No, the, I'm just gonna look back. The season is ending, uh, and obviously, like I said, next week we're talking exclusively Super Bowl. It's going to be Super Bowl or bus, baby. Um, the 2020 NFL Awards, the NFL Honors is happening just before the Super Bowl, so we probably won't talk too much about it next uh, week. So I want to quickly go over, uh, you know, not a lot of people like to be held accountable for the things that they do, uh, and I don't really either, but uh, we're, I'm going to go back and, and I'm going to look at some of the predictions I made uh, for these awards in the NFL and see how they turned out and see where who I think is going to win now, just real quick to close things out. Um, 
So why don't we start things off with the defensive rookie of the year? Uh, my preseason pick for defensive rookie of the year was Chase Young. I would say, looking back, that's a good pick. I would say, if I had to guess right now who's going to win rookie of the year, it's Chase Young. Chase Young had an incredible season. Um, he started off a little slow, but really came into his own late uh, there for that playoff team, that Washington football team. He had seven and a half sacks, four forced fumbles. He also had a touchdown. Uh, so a good, good, solid season. You could consider guys like Jeremy Chin, I think, Antoine Winfield, you know, uh, Junior. Those guys could can be considered there. Uh, but as far as I'm concerned, I think uh, Chase Young will win Defensive Rookie of the Year. So a little bit of a self-high-five on that one. Got that one right. <laughs> Boom. Um, on to the next one. Offensive Rookie of the Year. My preseason pick was Joe Burrow, the first pick in the 2020 NFL Draft. And that was not a, that pick wasn't looking bad. Through, through the first few weeks. Obviously, he ends up tearing up his knee. Uh, and then a little guy named Justin Herbert uh, came in and, and dominated rookie records. Uh, and I think he's going to win. I th think it's basically a lock. He's going to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. So I got that one wrong. Justin Herbert played 15 games, 66% completion percentage, 4,336 yards. 4,000 yards for a rookie is just insane. Uh, so credit to him, 31 touchdowns, that's the most by a rookie ever, um, also five rushing touchdowns, so I didn't get that one right, uh, but then moving on to uh, defensive player of the year, my preseason pick was TJ Watt, that was also a fairly good pick, I would say, I, I don't think it's right now, I would say that TJ Watt is top three in defensive player of the year voting, I think he'll end top three, maybe even top two, uh, if it were up to me, if I was picking who's going to win, I would say Xavier Howard as a, as a biased Dolphins fan. But I do think they're going to give it to Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald had an insane season, 13 and a half sacks, four forced fumbles, 28 QB hits. But come on, 10 interceptions is something that just doesn't happen. I mean, you look at Xavier Howard's numbers, they're better than Stephon Gilmore's numbers. Last year when Stephon Gilmore won Defensive Player of the Year, so... I'm just a biased, bitter Dolphins fan. I think Xavier Howard should win it, but I think Aaron Donald would win it. And in the end, I was wrong altogether because I thought TJ Watt would win it. Uh, but overall, not a terrible pick. And then onto Offensive Player of the Year. My pick, and this one's rough, I picked Christian McCaffrey to win Offensive Player of the Year, and he was injured almost the entire season this year. So we didn't get to see a whole lot out of him. Almost forgot that Christian McCaffrey even exists because we saw so little from him uh, this last season. But I think I think that award's going to go to Derrick Henry, another running back. Derrick Henry was just the eighth running back in history to go over uh, 2,000 yards, rather. He put up 17 touchdowns and was just overall a dominant hurricane of a man this season uh, for the Tennessee Titans. I think that'll earn him Offensive Player of the Year. And then on to... Comeback player of the year, I picked Alex Smith to win this because duh, and duh, Alex Smith is going to win this uh, despite not playing in the playoffs. Uh, the fact that he was even able to step on a football field after what happened to him is incredible. Hats off to him again. Uh, he will win comeback player of the year. Got that one right. Little self five again. Boom. And then we move on to coach of the year. And this was probably my worst prediction. Well, these next, these next two are probably my worst two predictions. Uh, so for those of you have, that have been listening to this podcast for a while know that uh, prior to the season, I was very, very high on the Dallas Cowboys. Um, I thought, listen, every year there's a team that takes everybody by surprise and, and they become they go to the Super Bowl and it's just a huge surprise. I thought that was going to be Dallas this year. I thought they were going to they were going to be a dominant team. I had them in Kansas City uh, in the Super Bowl. That was my pick. Uh, so my pick for coach of the year was none other than Mike McCarthy of the Dallas Cowboys. I, I would be willing to bet my mortgage that he's not going to win coach of the year. And that was not a very good pick. Uh, he was, it was looking like he might be fired at times this year. So that was not my finest pick I've ever made. I think that will probably go to Sean McDermott of the Buffalo Bills. Uh, you could think of guys like Brian Flores potentially to get it as well. But I think... Uh, Sean McDermott, if I had to put money on it, would be the winner of the Coach of the Year. And then the MVP. And like I said, I was very high, guys, on the Dallas Cowboys. And my MVP pick 
going into the season was none other than Dak Prescott. Uh, and if you look at his numbers through the first, what was it, four weeks, that pick looked pretty good. I mean, the Dallas Cowboys sucked as a team, uh, but Dak Prescott was at video game numbers. Uh, but then he snapped his leg in half, uh, and that was you know, ends up not being a very good pick. Uh, it's going to go to Aaron Rodgers, despite you know not having the best ending to his season. Aaron Rodgers is going to win MVP, so that pick was not fantastic. So overall, uh, my preseason picks, I get what one, two. I get two right, <laughs> two right. That's pretty good. Uh, out of two out of uh, seven, uh, you know, I've seen better better days, but uh, overall, uh, could could have been a lot worse. And I think this this episode could have been a lot worse, Joe. I had I had fun today. I don't know about you. I did. It was a lot of fun. Sorry for demeaning you again, but it's just becoming sort of a thing on the podcast. You know, it's all right. It's I gotta fine. put you down so I can feel bigger because yeah. I'm the host of the show. You need to get a step on my shoulders so that you're taller. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I already am taller. If you're but, not already six yeah. three. <laughs> yes. Sorry. Five, say that louder into the mic. You're six two, and I'm. I'm sorry. Say the right height this time. Excuse me? Really? Yeah. So you're 5'3 and I'm 5'9? <laughs> I'm 5'7 um, and Joe's 5'5. Five five. So we're both very short. Yeah. Uh, I'm just kidding. I'm 6'3. Um, anyways, Joe, anything you want to say to the listeners before we wrap the show up? Please come save me. <laughs> Joe has me. Joe on. is so mean to me all the time. <laughs> yeah. So somebody come save him and bring him on a, onto a podcast that he uh yeah that i actually enjoy anyways um so actually one thing i would like to say that uh is that if you guys are looking for a good show to sit down and watch a good show that's gonna just gonna blow your mind oh wow it's just gonna be like wow this is a great episode like this is a great show Mm. you know then you gotta watch the queen's gambit really you gotta watch the queen's it's about gambit. time you're on the queen's gambit you haven't even watched the queen's no gambit. i know but you just like chess so i figured yeah. you would eventually get into it also if you guys want to play me on chess.com please um well, yeah what's your username? reach out to me uh it is joe plays a lot of chess now so chess.com is this is a real thing you have a username you want to play against people yeah uh hold on let me just let me get my uh my thing up here my username is uh, Joe T Sun, so J O E T S O N. All one word. All one word. That is my username. I don't have a profile pic yet. Um, so far, it's just a white pond. So, <laughs> uh, Jesse, if you're listening to this, I know you don't actually listen to the podcast this long because you don't like football. Uh, but Jesse, who's a friend that we share, mm. loves to play chess, and I'm sure he would play you in chess. Jesse doesn't like play chess. Oh yes, he really is big on chess. Um, so Jesse, I did not know yeah, that. and anybody else that oh, wants to play and school Joe in chess, uh, I'm not, I'm not actually good. I just really enjoy the no, game. No, he thinks he's really good people. He really does. Uh, speaking of really good, please give us a five-star rating on Apple podcasts on wherever, whatever you listen to this on, make sure you do good by us, whether it's a five-star rating, whether it's a subscription, uh, thank which, you for saying a subscription. Last time you said whether it's a subscribe. Really? Or, yeah, you did. Oh, that's awful. <laughs> yeah, that was embarrassing. Uh, whether it's a subscription. Subscription, it sounds like a paid thing. It's not. It's free. You literally, all you have to do is subscribe and you automatically download our podcast. Downloads are huge for this podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have no idea how much we appreciate it when you subscribe, when you share with a friend. If you enjoyed the podcast, if you got a laugh out of it, if you enjoy the football talk, uh, follow us on instagram underscore average joe show and also on twitter maybe i'm still trying to figure things out so i had two twitter accounts really i had the underscore average joe show and then i had underscore joe fair underscore uh and i wanted to delete the average joe one and just have one and i was going to make that the average joe one. Oh, but i deleted the average joe one and i will not let me use that username even though that the 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 account is gone i can't use the underscore can you do different variations of it well yeah but they're all taken all the good ones so i'm going to try to figure that out hopefully i can get it because you if you look up the username that username now it's just so profile not available so it's like then let me have the profile but twitter won't let me do it jack jack's the the guy who invented twitter oh i don't remember his last name though Um, roosevelt yeah roosevelt um 
again, thank you guys so much for tuning in. I hope you had as much fun as we did. Um, super fun time right now. A lot of... <laughs> what? What? Super fun time. Wow. What it is. It's a super fun time right now in I the guess NFL. You're right. yeah, the Super Bowl's yeah. happening in a little less than two weeks' time. We're going to talk all about that on next week's Super Bowl extravaganza. That's right. It's going to be a live three-hour three, thing, I think. 14-hour right? live um, in Walmart. Uh, we're actually going to hide in Walmart overnight. <laughs> I'm serious. It's going to be great. Um, Tune in yeah. at 12 a.m. <laughs> that's when it starts because that's when it closes. I don't know when Walmart closes. Probably Nobody early. does. Uh, thank you guys for listening, and we will catch you guys on the next one.